0: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And I can tell you, we are hitting on probably the most important subject a believer will ever go through. And that is the subject of purpose. And I've had this guy on here before. His name is Shiraz Sadiq. He is my wife's uncle. Although if you've been in like brown cultures before... Uncle's kind of a loose term. He's not actually my wife's uncle. I think he's my mother-in-law's first cousin. So that he's older, so that makes him an uncle, basically. That's pretty much how that works. And anyway, uh, he and I have built a, a really amazing friendship. We have breakfast almost every week. We spend a lot of time over at their place. They're just 15 minutes down the road from us as of about a year ago. And it's been really fun because I've been alongside him as he has prepared for the launch of his first book, which is called Well Done. So he has a TV show, he has a radio show, he's got a podcast, tons of stuff going on. And you guys may recognize his name because when I launched my book a little bit over a year ago, I had him come and interview me about my own book because I wanted to talk about my book on the platform, but I didn't want to just do like a 45-minute episode being like here's my book I wrote, and here's some cool stories, and da-da-da, you know, just it just seemed weird, so I asked him to come over and interview me, and he asked me to return the favor, so I got to be a guest host on his TV show, uh, or sorry, sorry, it's not a TV show, but on his show that is uh, filmed, that's more accurate, and then he has a radio show, that part's actually, um, that's a true statement, and we had a lot of fun, and because of the relationship, it's a really fluid, candid interview, but it just centers around this whole subject of purpose, like believers struggle finding their purpose. I know I've struggled at times knowing my purpose in life. And then when we do know our purpose, that's only half the battle. The other half is actually walking it out. And sometimes that poses just as many issues, if not more. And so we we got just a little bit of everything in today's episode. We tried to be super practical uh, had some biblical elements in there and really tried to isolate the principles that you guys can take away to walk in your purpose. Because here's the deal when you quit porn and you get free, you can't help but walk more in your purpose. That is inevitable. And it's why our clients, one of the first things they go through with us is identifying some of the motivators, some of the incentives, some of the passions that God has given you some of the things that you know are on the other side of that fence when you finally make it over and man it's such a beautiful thing so this topic is literally for everyone but for those of you that are listening to this podcast because you want to get free of sexual sin or pornography or maybe something else in your life This is especially for you, because this is gonna give you a chance to get some clarity on what's on the the other side of you, uh, of your freedom rather, and why you should be pursuing freedom in the first place. So without further ado, this is my interview with Shiraz Sadiq. I hope you enjoy it. So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose, supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam, welcome to Unleash The Man Within. Over to you. All right, okay. So kay. you've been up to some pretty exciting stuff, and we're gonna talk about it, because I really think if people hear about what you've been doing, um, I'm really convinced that everybody's life could be changed and improved in one way or another. But before we get there, uh, the audience needs to get to know you a little bit more, man. So they hear you pulling stories, asking all these incredible questions of other people. But now they get to learn a little bit more about you. So I have the benefit of knowing you because we're family. I've heard some stories around the dinner table every once in a while. I kind of get the impression that when you were younger, people may not have pegged you to become a Christian author one day. Can you tell us a little bit about how you actually found this passion for Jesus and helping other people in this area of their life?
1: Sure, Uh, I I can tell you that I would agree with them as well. (laughs) I never pegged myself as a Christian author either. Yeah. So I'll I'll begin there with the author part. Uh, I didn't know I was writing a book. It ended up being a collective of a number of sermons that I was able to develop uh, over the years. And through that process, Uh, My wife looked at me a couple of years ago and said, hey, you know what? You should write a book. Okay. Okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? And sure enough, prayed about it and began to weave together chapter after chapter after chapter. But I didn't have a theme. And that's what I was seeking God for. Because it's one thing to write a collection, because then it's like chicken soup for the soul, right? Here are my 10 best messages. And I didn't want it to be that. And when God began to weave a common thread between all
0: uh, 10 chapters, that's when I knew that we were onto something. Okay, so the, the common theme or thread, how would you summarize that in maybe a sentence or two?
1: Yeah, definitely. So the name of the book obviously is, Well Done, A Passionate Pursuit of Purpose. I think it has everything to do with uh, three things, uh, your purpose. Uh, most people are on this stage of discovering what they were made for or what they were sent to the planet to do. That's yeah. great. But there are also a lot of people that it, they, they have a sense of it. Right. It's just a little dusty or maybe even worse, buried, yeah. forgotten, got a little rusty with the dust. Yeah. And so for those people, it's about recovery. There's discovery, but I would love for people to dis- recover their purpose. Yeah. The next element, of course, is passion. Uh, how do you redirect and ignite your pursuit, being the third element, pursuit? We're all chasing something, but make sure that it is aligned to send you in the direction of your destiny. Yeah. So those are probably the three main uh, uh, pinnacles or table legs of why this book came to
0: bear. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So, I think um, the whole concept of purpose is a big thing for everybody, whether you're a believer or not. This is like everything, Mm -hmm. Um, but all the more so for a believer because when you grow up, whether you grow up Christian or somewhere along the way you commit your life to Christ, you then discover that you were made for a specific purpose. Mm. Like there is a creator of the universe. He designed you with something specific in mind. I'm going to guess that if you have taken it on your shoulders to help other people in this area, maybe you have to do a little bit of work yourself.
1: <laughs> so
0: how did you how did you even find out that you want to help other people in this area, and how have you fumbled through fumbled through your purpose in life up until this point?
1: Yeah, yeah, and if you're watching this on air, uh, Satya just did fumble in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> you can remove the air quotes because fumble is probably the right word, it's the exact <laughs> word. Uh, um, my uh, uncle, a number of years ago, well, when I was 19, had a large uh, ministry. And uh, I was pegged to kind of uh, or begin to groom potentially to take over for him and add value. Not necessarily take over, but add value. And then, hey, let's see what happens with that. Yeah. And uh, so it was pastoral ministry for me, uh, you know, signed up to 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 go away to seminary at 19. And hmm. uh, I asked a simple question about the plans that were being produced for an outreach. And it was a simple question. Okay. Uh, how are we going to pay for this?
0: Cynthia, they came for me. Oh yeah, that's like, that's right? like, like daggers in a church environment. Yeah. Uh, have you no faith? God will provide.
1: And I'm just constantly telling everybody, like, okay, cool, okay, cool, relax. You don't have to, like, I'm just asking a question. Like, there's a practical side to it. Right. I Within those 24 hours, I figured out where I could enroll in school, because it's June, you gotta remember, you've already, like, application season is closed. Yeah. Where are you gonna end up in September because you just finished high school? Application season is closed. What are you going to do? I enrolled where I could enroll and pursued my passion, which was now, how am I going to fund the kingdom of God? Mm. Somebody's going to have to pay for it somehow. So my entire journey was, okay, you're going to be a pastor. No, you're going to go to business school. You worked in business a lot of success early on. A lot of great things, helping other people build their own businesses as well, making some really good money, and would you know it, three and a half years later, I'm a pastor at a church. (laughs) Okay, a different church. Yeah, right. So I'm in this church for a number of years, about 12 years, sure. uh, you work your way up, and it, it, you know, it was never an ambition to work your way up, but when you're trusted with responsibility and you're around long enough, people trust you, yeah. and you grow and your profile kind of grows, yeah. right? And so now we're hitting ministry on a very large level, um, and God was saying, hey, put it down. My response, honestly get thee behind me satan (laughs) can you check again right (laughs) like i mean if you think about it i had everything that anyone who is christian would want in christendom Mm -hmm. i had a high profile uh, pastoral role in a church that focused on youth and i was the youth pastor and beginning to be uh you know given more responsibility and god saying put it down it took me a couple of months to come to terms with it when i finally went into the senior pastor's office and said hey i'm putting this down it, it wasn't that it was received well or not, it just was a shock to the system. Hmm. And it was very difficult. Yeah, Went into business. Mm. Would you know it? I ended up being pastoring at another church again, Yeah, just a few years later. Right. Did that for a few years, great people, great experiences, stepped out again. Mm and then launch an organization called CBHN. I've gone back and forth so many times where I said, God, enough is enough. What side do you want me on? And when he said, can you walk the line? That's when I finally
0: became comfortable. Walk the line. Oh, there you go. You had a little Johnny Cash moment. I did? Yeah. I did. Thank you for knowing the reference. Hey, not that. Okay, I'm not sure if you
1: got it. I'm not sure if you got it. But uh, yeah, I had to just walk the line of straddling between kingdom
0: and Business, Right? Yeah. Royal priesthood. Yeah, but I'm so glad you shared that because I think when we hear the concept of purpose We all want to believe that we have a purpose and we often think it's linear. We Mm. think it's black and white We think like what's wrong with me? Why don't I know my purpose and I know for me like even in my own discovery of purpose You just take you basically take one step over the cliff and hope you don't fall down and then you find out Oh, there's actually more cliff there, but often it's one step at a time. You don't have it all calculated so I guess um my other question for you would just be why, why do you think that purpose is so fundamental to what we do? Because I think people are going to hear this. They're going to say, oh, yeah, it's another book about purpose. Or, sure. yeah, we've all heard the motivational speak- sure. speakers and whatever. Sure. Um, why? Why should people care about this message you have about their purpose and how they can find it in life?
1: Yeah, so uh, a, a couple of points. Peace, number one. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. is uh, searching for peace. Yeah. When you operate in purpose, that peace chases you instead of you chasing it. Because what are you going to find peace in? What are you gonna find that solace in? But when you are pursuing your purpose, peace kind of pursues you. Yeah. And I would love for people to sleep better at night, <laughs> knowing that you're aligning your gifts, talents, and resources to something that has eternal legs yeah. to walk you into eternal places and spaces. Here's another reality. This book wasn't written for everyone. It was written for Christians. I was sitting in church, true story, in the back, uh, row, back bench of, uh, of this one church that we were at and uh, looking to my left and the right and realizing that there's a problem here. When Matthew seven twenty and Matthew 25 both talk about this judgment day scene right. where uh, Jesus says to them, depart from me, I knew you not. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, ouch. But they refer to him as Lord, Lord. Right. We'd say that to me means that they were probably of his flock. They were kingdom people, because they refer to him as Lord, Lord. Hmm. And then one of them says this, that the, uh says, we cast out demons in your name. Right. What, super Christian, raise your hand. <laughs> Stand up, super Christian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, casting out demons in church might, might qualify you as a super Christian. And when God said this to me, he said, what looks good in church might not qualify you for eternity. Whoa. The sobriety of that moment, right between the eyes. Yeah. Wow. And I had to do something about it. Yeah. So that began my pursuit of, okay, then what does qualify you for eternity? Hmm. Let's make sure that the people in the pews who are left and right that we sit with on, at church every Sunday, that we all make it. And we're not just faking it or doing enough. We're checking all the boxes, but God's still checking hearts. Yeah. So now what are we going to do about this? And that was also a part of the impetus as as far as why we feel it's so important to get this in everybody's hands beyond just simply being another good book about purpose. No, no, the eternity is on the line here. And I've taken that responsibility, sharing in that responsibility to help as many people cross that eternal finish line.
0: Wow, wow. So there is a chapter called, um, it's on that second day grind. Okay. And you, it was my favorite chapter because you basically tied in the I would say the least discussed part of the resurrection story Mm -hmm. into people being able to fulfill their purpose. Okay. So why don't you lay out the basic concept of even just the title is pretty intriguing. Tell us a little bit about what it's about, and then I got a couple questions for you after. Uh, Thank you for that uh, that setup. And. Uh, He's
1: making me nervous because if he keeps up doing uh, a better job than me, I might not have a podcast. (laughs) He might have to run two podcasts. But uh, on that day, two grind is simply about my favorite season of the year, which is Easter. So we have Good Friday. Uh, You you know, it's it's a somber moment. Yeah. When you recognize the sacrifice that he made. Right. But you know what also is wrapped up in that is a celebratory moment where he kicks you know death in the face that's right, right? Yeah. rips away those keys and say death where is your sting? grave is where where's is your victory right? right and we overcome yeah and we resur- res- resurrection sunday baby yeah right that's and so we get moment. to do that and and i was just wondering what uh for myself hey so you have these two you know um moments friday and sunday what do you do on saturday hmm. <laughs> More so, what was Jesus doing on Saturday in the grave? Now, we don't know explicitly, but what we do know, he probably wasn't just taking a nap. Mm. There was probably a lot of work being done that we'll never see, but isn't that like our lives? Right. I mean, the truth is, what we do in the dark will eventually be seen in the light. Right. The, on that day two grind, the, the chapter four of this book, it's really about what do you do when no one sees, or seems to care what are you up to because what you do in those moments will be seen in the light so you might as well focus on those moments when no one's around now it could be it could involve this right clicking the remote and moving from here to there okay cool but if that's what you're up to and that's what you want to be all about uh, look don't get upset about the results you didn't get from the work that you didn't put in so fundamentally, this chapter is reminding us that what we do in the dark really matters. Mm. Does that kind of summarize yeah. where you're going with this? Yeah,
0: super helpful. See, this is kind of like the less glamorous part about the subject matter, right? Because I think you talk about purpose and people think about platforms. They think about stages. They think about, you know, money or having a following or at the very least a sense of peace, right? But um, what we envision is on the other side of all of this work you're talking about. So it's totally necessary. Uh, We have to have a vision for what we're going after. That's where all of this kind of Mm -hmm. starts, you know, and you talk about that in the book. What are some of the big challenges that you often see people running into when they start pursuing their purpose that make them go, oh, maybe maybe I missed the mark. Maybe I didn't hear God. Maybe this thing is too big. Like maybe I just dreamed too big and who was I trying to kid? Uh, What are some of the challenges that people typically run into on day two? So first of all,
1: uh, everyone's biased. And so am I. Okay. Right? But I'm, there might be a little bit married in what I'm about to say. Okay. okay? I married the best woman in the world. Okay. And I know you, you, you did you as did, well. You married an incredible woman. I'll You're, give you that for right? sure. Right. And, 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 and here is something that her and I have discovered about her. She's always talking about, you know, Shiraz, you do this. People see you here. You do this. You do that. Great. i praying you through. And she's, you know, she's my greatest cheerleader and support. Okay. Fantastic. But through that process, struggling a bit with what her purpose is. My question has always been uh, a solution, really. Could this world benefit from more kindness? Could this world benefit from more grace, more mercy? Yeah. Could it benefit from somebody just holding the door open for somebody else? Could it benefit from a word of encouragement? Could it benefit from you just simply sending a text? Could the world benefit from better people? Hmm. And that's what I constantly have to remind my wife. This is years ago. Of You are living in purpose, not a spotlight gifting, but the things that are really necessary. Hmm. So what is purpose? If we can simply evaluate the concept of Christ in us, is that good enough?
0: Hmm.
1: Is his goodness in us is that enough? Yeah. Can that be a fundamental purpose that we all serve? And unless we check that box, yeah. what difference does it make what you do on stage and all the spotlight giftings that people see, right? Oh, I was born to uh, write a book. I was born to have a pocket. I was born to all the things that people see. Yeah. That's why day two matters to me so much hmm. it's because I live with a woman who exemplifies what it means to pray in her closet. What it means to do things when no one sees or who even cares? Oh, well, what does she do? Man, she's transforming the world one person at a time and she doesn't need to have anybody see it, to believe it. So that concept of purpose, fundamentally, we got to answer what is purpose? Well, why can't we just be more of Christ in more places
0: and spaces that we go? Can that be good enough? That's so good. Yeah, and I think what, what you're kind of saying too is like purpose is actually not so much about what you do, it's about who you are. And that's kind of the can basis I, of can it. I, uh, you should have
1: co-authored this chapter because that was really good. <laughs> that was really good. But,
0: that, but that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it takes the pressure off a little bit, or at least it gives us a scope of what to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like even that scripture in Matthew 7 where like the, the ultimate statement of Jesus was, turn away from me, I never knew you. Like it was more about what you were cultivating with him, that sense of purpose or that sense of self aside from what you're doing. Amazing. Tell me then, why is it that we have to go through trials to reach the more glamorous parts of our purpose. Because I I would have to think, this is actually God's design. It's not Mm -hmm. like the enemy's like the guy who's always tripping us up. Sometimes we get in our way, Mm -hmm. sometimes um, God has set a bit of a tumultuous path for us, that's not always easy. Why is this even necessary? Why can't we just bypass it and get to the good stuff? Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: Not theology, ladies and gentlemen, this is not theology. This is a hypothesis. Not theology, so please uh, take this in the right context. Uh, Of course, we all know Satan was once Lucifer at the right hand of God and had a lot of dominion, authority, and power. Hmm. And uh, we know that there was a falling out. He wanted a little bit more, and he falls and takes a third with him. And God says, enough is enough. You got a third, K. Get out of here. Okay, why would God allow that to happen again? Is just a thought, right? Not a theology, it's a thought. And I think that it gives us the opportunity to flex our free will in the direction of his will for our life. And it gives us that opportunity to demonstrate consistency in who we are and that we will align with God's will, even if it means, wait, didn't Jesus do the same thing? Jesus did the exact same thing. He said, if this cup can be removed from me, will you remove this cup from me? Hmm. Can you remove this cup from me? Yeah. But you know what, even if you don't, I'm still gonna rock with you. This is what you have for me, Father. This is what I got. But I just wanna express to you that I, I have a different thought about how this could play out. Hmm. But even if it doesn't play out that way, you know, I still gonna submit my will. And it, you yeah. know what it does? It allows us that opportunity, that beautiful opportunity to flex our free will in the direction of His will.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, that's really good. So. Uh, I got one more question for you, and it's about um, my, probably my favorite story that you told in the book, and I'll explain why in a minute. Um, but he basically tells this uh, story about how he and his wife were riding bikes. you remember the, the riding bike story? And um, yeah. about halfway through or somewhere along the way, you realize that you forgot to charge your bike. Mm-hmm. So the bike didn't have enough charge for what you assumed was to make it all the way through. And so um, you said that your wife was super gracious, right? Like Mm -hmm. perfectly on brand. She was super gracious, she said, no problem, we'll turn around. And when you got back, you realized, oh, I actually had enough charge to make it. We only needed like another 10% of that charge to actually go the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And I was reading that and I was thinking, how often do people do this when they pursue their purpose? They put in the work, they put in the time, they get the people together, they're building something, and then they hit a wall or they hit a little bit of fear some word gets in their head or whatever, and they think, you know what, this isn't worth it. It's not worth all the stress, it's not worth all the anxiety, all the you know, disappointment and discomfort. I'll just turn around, it's gonna be easier. Not realizing that they actually did have enough in them to make it, but they just kind of wrote it off prematurely. I have a feeling that you might be talking to some people who are in that position. How do you overcome, because this is a mindset thing. Yeah, this, is not, this is not practical. How do people get past those mindsets when things are difficult? It's a fundamental question. Is it worth
1: it? I think is always intrinsically tied to, am I worth it? Hmm. And if purpose can be married to what I do with who I am, it changes things. You have to evaluate if you are worth it, if your eternity is worth it. And some of the decisions we make are literally, if we don't uh, recognize it, married to a long-term game here. It'll be very hot for a long time, or chilling with Jesus. Whew. If we can grab the depth and brevity of what that represents, it really changes everything. There's this um, way to spell uh, commission, and uh, you know, it, you know, obviously it's C-O-M-I-S-S-I-O-N, right? We're, we're commissioned to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Uh, I've been encouraging as many people as I can to spell it the right way in my opinion, okay, in my opinion. I'm not changing the dictionary, but in my opinion, this is how you spell commission. C-O dash M-I-S-S-I-O-N, commission. If you feel like you're running out of juice, you're absolutely right. If you feel like your battery is coming to the end of it, you're absolutely right. You can't deny what all your indication levels are. I'm feeling sleepy. You're right. But if we can tap into the fact that he has co-authored, co-signed our mission because we are joint heirs with Christ. And if we are commissioned to do XYZ, no, we are jointly co-missioned. And now we get to tap into juice that we don't have. Because you know what? You're right. His calling for our lives was never Married to our own ability yeah it's always been tied to the benefit of the kingdom, yeah that's right. and if he signed off on sending yeah. me to the planet, even if I run out of my battery, yeah that's okay yeah. we don't have we will never be good enough. Our best works are filthy rags in his sight, right It mm-hmm. says it right there in the, in, in, in the Bible, right like our best works. so it's okay to run out yeah. only if we recognize who's married to our mission with us. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's good. That's really good. That is a word for somebody who's watching or listening. Maybe need to hear that. Just a friendly reminder. God's on your side and you can make it through. There's always a way. So let me ask you, um, I've had you know, the opportunity to be a little bit more behind the scenes in this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has not been easy. This has <laughs> been a grind. And the fact that we're here is really nothing short of a testimony of God's goodness. Can you tell us a little bit? I mean, in the level of detail you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. like, what are some of the challenges you faced along the way, um, even just for launching this book, and and how, how have you overcome them? Because you know, we're we're talking about like, sure, in theory, this is how you overcome a challenge, and this is sure. why God has designed things these way, uh, these ways rather. But you're actually walking this thing out, and I think it'd be cool to hear a bit more about it.
1: Yeah. So I I think that. If not yourself, you know at least one or 19 other people that would love to write a book one day. Oh yeah. The Bible says, Consider the cost before you start anything. (laughs) Uh, Writing a book is, as you full well know, is half the journey. Once you've captured all your thoughts, the process from there, and by the way, we know some great people, so reach out to us. We'll connect you with some great people who can help you get to that finish line that I've discovered after the fact. Uh, but when you're going through anything for the first time, yeah. there's this saying that we've both heard, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in that. Uh, I believe that if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly until you can do it well. Mm. And that's what this journey has been. Yeah. Doing it p- poorly and fumbling through. But one of the things I never wanted to compromise was the content. So I spent all my energy with my head down focusing on the content, making sure that that was everything that Readers like yourself can benefit from. But when I lifted my head up, I was like, whoa, I don't know what my next steps are. Hmm. Uh, what an editor? Okay. Uh, what's a revision? Wait. Um, Typesetting? Wait. Book cover? ISBN? Wait. Um, author page? Wait. Ingram Spark? Wait. Amazon? I'm. I. I. I can go on. I'm already up to eight, and that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. It was one of those scenarios where someone might insert. Uh, Murphy's law, where if it can go wrong, it will. Yeah, every single turn that I took, it ended up going the wrong way. Yeah. Now someone might interpret that as the enemy. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Was it the enemy? Was it the enemy or my ignorance, or was it my inability to reach out to people and get the knowledge necessary? I think it was all three.
0: Hmm.
1: I really do. Yeah. I really believe in what the early returns, uh, we, we were able to send out the book to a bunch of early readers to uh, read through it and give some feedback. Yeah. Uh, it's really made an impact in a lot of people's lives. And these are people that I know for the most part, uh, you know, uh, saying some things that I didn't expect. So we're really excited about the early returns, yeah. but the challenges didn't go away. And so that's when I knew we were onto something. Yeah. If it was easy, the way my makeup is, I would have been bored. If I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have been a little bored. It's like, ah, this is, this is easy. I'll whip out the next book and do it again. Yeah, It's been a challenge, as you mentioned, so uh, to, from a practical perspective, getting past those challenges, Yeah, saying, hey, uh, this isn't the way that I thought it would go. At one point, I was working with a team uh, uh, that was already prepaid, and I had to let them go. I had to, I had to eat that, Yeah, and I was okay with that, uh, because, I was able to advance the process six weeks mm. just by the surgery. Yeah, and you saved yourself a lot of mental anguish as well. How do you measure that then, then, then if you, I, I if, For a moment, if you're okay, I, I just wanna flip the script here just for a moment. Uh, what you do with uh, Deep Clean yeah. is you help folks who want to get to the other side. It's not like somebody wants to be stuck in a porn addiction. I'm yet to meet somebody who even acknowledges it as a problem and then says, it's a problem, and this is what I wanted to do, right? Uh, how do you help that incision where you're starting to cut, 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 to separate them? I know it's a big answer. yeah, big question. but what's that first
0: step? Just to get started, you mean, like on the yeah. process? Yeah, I think um I think you actually you nailed it. It's a lot of people live in kind of this denial or we, we tend to justify like, oh, it's not that bad. Like I'm even thinking about the people that are listening to this who are like, yeah, you know, I'm in this job. I know it's not the thing that God made me to do, but it's not that bad. It puts food on the table. The bills are paid, you know, we're good to go. I think it's people facing that reality, confronting it um, head on. That's when we get a lot of confidence in our clients. If, okay. they're, if they're being a little bit like standoffish and they're like, oh, it's not that bad or you know, so-and-so has it worse or whatever, as soon as we kind of medicate our dysfunction, Ooh. Ooh, that's when meditate. it becomes a problem that's when we're like you know what there's probably a better program out there for you because for us like we want people who are serious about this business
1: so full disclosure uh one of the reasons why i was excited to have uh Cynthia host this and me sit in this chair is because if i look through this journey chapter one to chen, to 10 um you're one of the first people that came to mind that has been able to live that out through what you do with deep clean Understanding that the definition of purpose always has the benefit of others in mind right it does yeah. uh, you're living out the first commandment, which is be fruitful and multiply in the book of Genesis so that's really the first commandment so through this process you're able to multiply the goodness in other people's lives and take care of your family at the exact same time yeah. right your growing family at the exact same time right, right? and so uh, that was why I was excited about Having you do this because you're not someone who's just a good podcaster who has, again, uh, more than a quarter of a million downloads <laughs> at this point. And you can find it at Name Drop, the name of the podcast it's again. Unleash the
0: Man Within. Un-
1: Unleash the Man Within. Yes, that was me with my shameless plug. Uh, it, you're more than that. Uh, what would you say to someone listening right now that says, and I know I'm like switching the seat because I'm used to answering questions, but I just need, to answer, I need you to answer this question, though. Okay. Uh, what would you just say to somebody who is in that process of discover or recover in, in terms of their purpose? What would you say to them as far as grinding through to get through to
0: see it? Yeah, okay, I'm going to answer this question, and then I want to throw it back to you. Okay. So um, a, a couple things. Number one is, like you are saying, you just have to start somewhere. I, I love the verse in James where he says, faith without action is dead, or faith without works is dead. Okay. I would argue, um, to just build on that, if faith without works is dead, then faith with works is deadly. And I think a lot of people, um, they say they have the faith, but there's no evidence because they're not actually taking any action. So for me, like, success in pursuing your purpose is measured by imperfect action. That's all it takes. You just have to somehow get started. And the amazing thing is, as you do this, Sure, there are challenges along the way, not to deny that. Mm -hmm. But we can't forget, God is always 10 steps ahead of the enemy. Even if the enemy did want to take you down, God's there with you. He's providing you all the resources, all the people, everything that you could possibly need. And I know for me, even in Deep Clean, I just remind myself every day God is more excited about this thing than even I am. Wow, okay. Like I'm super okay. passionate, don't get me wrong, but do, he's got my back.
1: Do you feel like anyone can make that claim then when they're beginning to tap into a purposeful, intentional life that God would be more excited about what they're doing? Is that, is that like a universal
0: claim or do you feel like that was just for you? Well, I think everybody can reach that place. I wasn't in that place when I first started. I was like, hey everybody, you know, I'm, I'm helping some people with this thing. like. I was I was a little bit embarrassed to talk about it. It's a taboo subject. Okay. But also, like you know, once you put yourself out there, what if it fails? Yeah. People are going to see you differently. Like I had to go through all that stuff. It was very unconfident, but I still took imperfect action. That's the whole point of it. And and again, like I still have some days where I'm like, man, what am I doing? Like of all the things I could be doing, there's other stuff. But you just have to start somewhere, and then and then the confidence builds, and God starts to bring things together, and all that. But often, like. It's not that easy. There's not like the angels singing the handles Messiah making it super easy, like this is where you go. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a dark place when you get started and that's kind of just the way it is. I, I wanna ask you if-, if somebody's listening to this because I know there's-, there's a bunch of people, you know, you're probably listening, you're watching this and you're thinking, okay, I-, I get it, like I have a purpose. It's not just about what I do, it's about who I am. Uh, you know, I might almost be there and I wanna quit. I gotta keep going. You probably got all the messages. What's something a little bit more tactical where it's like, okay, when you're stuck, or maybe, maybe you can share personally, like, when you're stuck, what are some things that you do to get over the hump, to get some clarity, or at least to just take another step forward and not get stuck in this kind of apathetic, like, woe is me and what am I doing here and all that kind of stuff?
1: I've learned through this journey in life that uh, nothing's perfect except for one thing. Except for one thing. You can, and you control it, too. Effort. You might not get it perfect, but you can always give a perfect effort. Hmm. Once you give a perfect effort, it kind of snowballs from there, right? You're feeling like, hey, I did what I could do, Yeah. and then try that for three days in a row. That's it, that's it, that, that's it. Just max out at three days in a row, and, and, and then at that point challenge God to do what he does best. Because you won't be able to do it all, and when you settle in with the fact that your effort will never be good enough, Watch God do His part once you've done your perfect effort. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying do it perfectly. I mean, come on. Yeah. Every single day we're going to mess up. Yeah. Right. And you're hoping to get better and better and be better at better. Another way to say that's moving from glory to glory to glory, right? Yeah. So that progress. But I would just challenge anybody. Just three days. Just three days. Mm-hmm. Your effort. Just monitor your effort to make sure you're moving, because movement is everything, it's very simple, the way that a body of water turns into a swamp, is simple, there's no water flowing in, and there's no water flowing out. Yeah, that's right. Right, and then all of a sudden it's closed off, there's no movement, the water itself begins to die because there's no movement. Yeah. Right, and and so in that, I'll say it in a a different way, it's kind of like going to church every Sunday, good stuff going in, but if it's not coming out,
0: right, you're a wasteland.
1: Constipation is a deadly <laughs> wasteland. Yeah, right, deadly. Right. I like the way you used the word deadly earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, that is toxic. Yeah. And we all, we're hearing this all the time. Toxic. This. Toxic. No, oh, the toxic. Oh, so toxic. Uh, what are you doing to be toxic to yourself? Hmm? Lack of movement. Do something anything. Yeah. Even if it's not the right thing, I assure you that the Bible says uh, all things worked together, even mm. your mistakes and heartaches. Wow! So it doesn't matter if you make a mistake, that's the beauty of this life. We're better off messing up than missing out.
0: Okay, that's really good. Let me ask you one, one last question here, just because we kind of wrap up. Um, I think a lot of people feel alone in this. They feel like they're the only one, mm. or they say, I, uh, God's called me to do this thing, I don't see anybody doing it. You know, that was me a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. I still feel that way, you know, and I'm sure you feel that way too. Like CBHN is very unique. you built something really special here. Um, that thing can be a gift, but it can also be, a, it can be a challenge. People feel like, oh, it'd be so much easier to just copy what so-and-so is doing, but God's called them to something unique. Um, what would you say to somebody like that? Who's like, they've been called to something that they don't see other people doing. Maybe they feel a bit alone. How do you combat the loneliness in all of this?
1: There was a time when Jesus was praying on, uh, with his disciples, he's with all his peoples, right? And uh, he moves up the mountain a little bit to pray because everyone fell asleep. So he moves up and now he's with his inner circle, right? He's got Peter, James right. and John, he's just hanging out with his, his core group, right? Guess what happens halfway up the mountain? They fall asleep. So now Jesus has to go up the rest of the way by himself. You will do a part of this journey alone. There's a place in space that I can't sugarcoat for you. No one really should tell you like, oh, it's okay. No, it, it's not if you think that someone will be holding your hand in certain places and spaces. You could be with your spouse and still feel alone. And you've experienced that, haven't you? Right, Being married all these years and still feeling like there's a measure of loneliness within you. That's okay, because that's God calling you to the mountaintop. And if we would understand what loneliness is, it's simply saying God has reserved something specifically just for you that only you can go and take. Mm. So our definition of loneliness perhaps might be reframed to say what is reserved for me and me alone. If, you're, if the fingerprint that you have is as unique as, it's the only thing that exists that represents you in eternity, Then perhaps your mountaintop is always also just for you. So, for me to say, hey, uh, you won't, you know, how do you overcome loneliness? How about embracing it? Mm. That doesn't mean you do the journey alone. Remember that story that I said to you earlier there are people that are at your base to help you get to the next level. And then there are people that you bring in closer that will help you get to the next level. Embrace them. Mm. You need them to elevate off the ground because when he started at the bottom, there were a lot of people. And he, they helped him though. David had 400 men come to him in a cave to get him to the throne. Eventually grew to 600 men and it went higher and higher. But by the end of it, who is left with him as in a circle? And then when he died, he was alone.
0: Hmm.
1: Eventually, so again, I want to be very clear. Embrace those who surround you. Yeah. They're there. God has sent them to get you to the next level. And then embrace the ones in your tighter, in your tighter, tighter circle. Yeah, Embrace it. Yeah. They're there for you. There's organizations like Deep Clean. If you're going through challenges, embrace the resources available. Yeah. But also embrace that time where it's just you and you alone with God that's going to take you to the mountaintop. Yeah. And without that embrace, it'll be difficult.
0: That's good, man. That's really good. Well, you got at least one more person who can be there with you on the journey of pursuing your purpose. This guy here just launched Well Done. It's available on all major platforms. Uh, we recommend you get it at Well Done Book dot info um it's been a pleasure being with you guys thanks for having me on the show man thanks for doing this, this thanks for doing this ah! always man this was a lot of fun uh, stay tuned the name's sathya sam if you want to check me out my podcast is called unleash the man within in the meantime it's been great having you here on cbhn we'll talk- boom there it is my interview with shiraz i hope you learned a lot i know i did and you can tell we had a lot of fun Doing that interview together here's the deal he is like the worst promoter of himself he's got tons of people in his life he promotes he he has given me all kinds of opportunities and open doors for me because he has no problem promoting others but we need to do a little bit of extra work here to help him out so the book is called well done it's available on all major platforms or there is a link. I forget the link, but it'll be in the show notes. I believe it's WellDoneBook.info. Uh, let me. I'll pull that up. Yeah, it's WellDoneBook.info. So there's tons of places for you guys to get your hands on it. And you may be thinking, Cynthia, I'm good. You know, I don't. I I I got my purpose figured out. Or maybe you're like, you know what, Cynthia, I got bigger fish to fry right now. Like I'm trying to quit pornography. I'm trying to get free. That's why I'm listening to your podcast. So I'm not really super concerned about this. No problem. But I guarantee you. I guarantee there's somebody in your life who is struggling with their purpose or who you see could be doing so much more with their purpose and this book could literally be the thing that changes their life. So it's called Well Done. It's available on all major platforms and you can also get your copy at welldonebook.info. And just a little tip, if you really ever wanna support an author generally, if you order it from their website they keep a little bit more of the of the profit so there you have it and look if you are that person listening and you're focused on getting free of pornography that is your mo your main ambition here's what i want you to do there's a link in the show notes to book a call with somebody on our on our team and if you're serious you mean business you're ready to nip this thing in the bud you're ready to get to the roots of the issue we have slots dedicated to listeners of this podcast to fill every single week if you're serious about getting free your pornography, if you're ready to really take the leap, and I mean that, you know, we have other resources, this podcast, the book, those are for people who are dabbling, people who are, you know, you're, 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 maybe you're going in, but you're not necessarily going all the way, but if you're at that point where you've had enough, maybe something's on the line here, a marriage, a job, a destiny, a calling, whatever it might be, this is your chance to do something about it. Link is in the show notes. Book a time with us. We'd love to speak with you. See if we can actually help you because our program is not a perfect fit for everyone. But if we can't help you, then we can talk about some next steps. And in the meantime, guys, I'm cheering you on. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with anybody else that you think could benefit from it who maybe needs to go a bit further in their purpose. In the meantime, keep crushing it. Love you guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.